0: Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are glad you're with us today and, and I know I say that every week but we're glad that you're with us every week and we're, we're especially glad that you're with us today because we're going to talk about a topic that I don't think people often openly think about as much as it's just something that's wired in them to some degree. And, and before I get going on that we have a room full. We have everybody here. Dennis you're way back there. Hey Dennis good to hear, hear you say hi. There you go. And uh, Al and Benny and and Robbie, and we're all here today, and we're going to be talking about the code that men live by. So if you had to look in a mirror and ask yourself, what's the code that I live by? Have you ever done that? If you did, what did you say? And if you haven't, what do you think you would say? And so we're going to try to help you along with that as we talk about this topic today. Uh, Robbie you, you had a lot of time this week to think about this topic I mean you don't have anything you're doing anyway are you <laughs> well <laughs>
1: the, the cool thing is actually in the intro there's a, a bit of a key to the show today yeah. it says what is worth dying for so where do you draw the line and in, in in what is in your own sense as a listener as myself you know what is it that where I absolutely draw the line this is worth dying dying for and we have a really cool show from my standpoint because we have somebody that lived uh, a certain code that not everybody has had a chance to get all that familiar with and that was kind of the code on the docks in New York City back in the 30s and 40s and 50s that the movie on the waterfront was kind of made after and so we're going to use some clips from that movie and and kind of to see what's inside that code and hopefully to unlock some uh, understanding of what may be the code inside you and me.
0: One of the cool things you guys get to listen to today and participate in with us is is listening to Vinny tell some stories a little bit about this. When we watch a movie like On the Waterfront, and admittedly I haven't seen the whole thing because I tried to watch it too late and fell asleep, but the parts that I did see, to have Vinny kind of give a little breakdown of that is really pretty cool. Now, Vinny, you, you, this movie you're very familiar with, right? It's, it's something that uh, is more than... A movie too you you were telling us a little bit earlier, it's kinda like a documentary, isn't it?
2: Oh yes, and and I lived it. That's that's the good part. I don't know if it was the good part or the bad part, but that's the way it was when I was a young man. You know, the docks and the shaping up and unions and Irish fighting battalions and you know, just it was a way of life and you just didn't break that code. Period. You know, the code for Italian people was, you do what I tell you, otherwise I'll break your legs. Uh, for the Irish it was, fight them, and go to church and fight them. And that's what this movie was really about. You know, uh, actually it was a very powerful movie for those of you that were out there that saw the movie. It was really the life story of a fighter, Rocky Castellano. And, you know, as he as I'm, I don't know if I should jump ahead on... Go uh, for it. You know, there's a part there when he says I could have been a contender. It's only because they used him. They, you know, gave him fighters and that would, took a dive, as we would call it, you mm-hmm. know, and they would bet uh, money against their own brothers, which in this movie, that's exactly what happened. Marlon Brando and his brother... As as uh, we go on here, you'll hear from the other tapes what I'm talking about. But it's uh,
1: yeah, there was a lot at stake in this clip that we're going to play. We're going to play the, and you've probably heard the, you know, I'm a contender thing. If you ever watched, if you're around the great movie ride at Universal, at, at um, the one in Disney World. I can't think of the name of it. But uh, Universal Studios. There you go. Uh, If you go into that and you go in there, you're going to see that, you know, I could have been a contender. Everybody uses that line. But there was a lot at stake in that clip that literally his brother was outlining some criteria that if he didn't take it, Marlon Brando himself, his character, Terry, was going to die or Charlie was going to die. Right, Vinny? Right, exactly. And so as we listen to this clip from a very classic movie, realize that this is a life and death struggle that's going on here.
0: And you have two brothers here they're talking about. Right,
1: it's Terry and, and Charlie.
3: Right. There's a, a boss loader slide that's open on the new pier we're opening up. You see, now it pays six cents on every hundred pounds that goes in and every hundred pounds that goes out, and you don't have to lift a finger. That's two, three, four hundred dollars a week. Four hundred dollars a week just for the openness. I get all that dough for not doing nothing. You don't do anything, and you don't say anything. You understand? There's more to this than I thought, Charlie. I'm telling you, there's a lot more. You don't mean that you're thinking of testifying against some people that we might know. I don't know, Charlie. Listen to me, Terry. Take the job, just take it. No questions, take it. Oh, Charlie. How much you weigh, Slip? And you weighed 168 pounds, You were beautiful. It could have been another Billy Conn. That skunk we got you for the manager. He brought you along too fast. It wasn't him, Charlie. It was you. You remember that night in the garden you came down my dressing room and said, Kid, this ain't your night. We're going for the price on Wilson. You remember that? This ain't your night. My night, I could have taken Wilson apart. So what happens, he gets the title shot outdoors in a ballpark, and what do I get? A one-way ticket to Palookaville. You was my brother, Charlie. You should have looked out for me a little bit. You should have taken care of me just a little bit so I wouldn't have to take them dives for the short end money. Well, I had some bets down for you, you saw some money. You don't understand, I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody instead of a bum, which is what I am. Let's face it.
1: So, Vinny, there's a clear situation there that you understand in that movie better than anybody that I know. That if Marlon Brando's character Terry doesn't take this job on the docks and he goes on and testifies then there's lives that that was simply they are drawing that line, what's worth dying for? And so as you see that interchange between his brothers, what was worth dying for?
2: Well, you've got to jump back to the beginning of the movie, uh, really, to understand it. There was a young fella that was a friend of Terry, and they had pigeons together. And Terry was in the shoes of Marlon Brando, When Marlon Brando started to revolt against his brother. But they threw this kid off the roof and killed him. And now Terry wants to justify that and what was right and what was wrong. Uh, The code. You kept your mouth shut. Everybody in the neighborhood knew what happened, but nobody could talk and nobody would talk. Uh, So we talk about the code, and that was it, you know. And the brother happened to be on the wrong. Terry's brother happened to be on the wrong side of the code, you know, and uh, it affected Terry. As he said, I could have been something, but he, he had no choice, really, I have no choice, because when you shape up on a dock and the foreman comes down and picks out who he wants every day, that is a message to everybody. I'm picking these certain few. And the guys that are better workers, most of the time they didn't get picked because they would be troublemakers. Anyway, again, I say there is a code. There was a code. And as I said before, that was about Castellano, and he ended up getting killed.
1: And so they you, these people, they, they grew up in these families, they are Italian or whatever, and this I is understand. what I knew that... I would be called a cheese eater, and could end up as fish bait, essentially, right, exactly. if if I went up against this system. But there's a really neat thing that happens inside this particular movie that I think speaks to a lot of people's lives, maybe even yours to some extent. Is there was a priest right. that came into the picture, and there was a young lady, and and can you walk us through that a bit?
2: Yeah, when the priest was fighting, you know the what mobsters the people that ran the docks because he knew that the young boy was murdered and his sister couldn't do a thing about it because she was a girl and in them days you know they didn't have nothing to say but stay home and take care of the dishes and uh this is a long time ago now remember (laughs) out there (laughs) Uh, this is the 30s and 40s and that's every family was that way Uh, And there's a romance that starts up with Terry and uh, the young girl. And she wants no part of it because she knows the truth. And the priest is really the one that gets Terry all started up. Because the kid that they threw off the roof was his friend. They had the pigeons together. Uh, And you have pigeons it's sort of like a common story in them days uh, there was the code of the italians against the irish the irish against the italian but when it came time to work on the docks they had to work together you know so uh, hence the unions came in and took advantage of it
1: so the priest had a different standard
0: Sam, right? That he got probably from... Yeah, I would think from God. Uh, yeah, <laughs> That might be the easy answer. Thanks for throwing me the, the softball there. I, I can figure that one out. You, as I watched the little parts of the movie I did, one of the things that kind of jumps out at me is Marlon Brando's character, they used him at the beginning of that movie, and they used him throughout his life, really. Throughout his life. Right, and so he had something in him that knew some of this wasn't right, you know, and then the priest kind of calls that out in him, right. you know, because one of the things he does is he confronts the brother and I thought you were just going to talk to him. And he said, well, well, we did talk to him. You know, that's kind of how exactly. they were planning to talk to him. And, exactly. and so part of what was going on in that context as you talked about, and I didn't really realize to seeing parts of the movie was that the docks, the way they were controlled was when things came in, there was a, a tax put on those to where people got money from everything coming in. They got money from everything going out. They got money from the workers. And there was lots of money to be had there. And and so that drove a lot of that behavior. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what drives your code. What's the thing underneath that says, you know what? It's bigger than the environment I'm in. It's bigger than the things that I've been exposed to. What's down within me that I just won't give in on? And we're going to find out where that truly comes from in our hearts.
4: Okay, Sarah, I'm dropping you at Emily's, and Josh, you're going to soccer, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, and by the way, when I pick you up, I'll be wearing my short shorts.
1: What? No!
4: Yep, me and my short shorts doing my daddy dance. Your friends will love it. No! Well, I might change my mind if you buckle your seatbelts.
2: Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled.
4: Whatever it
1: takes, keep them safe. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information.
4: Come on, the meeting's already started.
0: Sometimes it's important. Last
4: call boarding gate number 9.
0: Sometimes it's urgent. Sometimes it's vital. Hospital treatment within 1 hour of a stroke can prevent lifelong disability. If you notice someone experiencing sudden weakness on one side or having a problem speaking, walking or seeing, call 911 fast. Stroke: know the signs, act in time. A message from the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke.
4: Oh, the shark babe has such teeth, dear. And it shows them pearly white. Just a jackknife has old Maggie, babe. And it keeps it uh, out of sight. You know when that shark.
0: So, Vinny, you would have liked for us to keep playing that, wouldn't you? What's that? that song I mean and you that really song's know. in code isn't it
1: I, I would always I you know here I have got Vinny right here and now I gotta know what is he talking about
2: well <laughs> I know you know so you yeah, know, yeah I didn't spill know. The beans. Mac the knife was a real guy okay His name was McKenzie and we'll just leave it at that and they're singing about this McKenzie who used the knife for he variety worked, of let's just yeah. say he was not a butcher yeah
0: in the <laughs> traditional kind of thing and i want to thank dennis for getting the, the clip again and you do a great job with bringing the intro of music and so it's always a good thing to see where you're going to go with the topic so thank you and and i i remember listening to that song you know as a kid and i just thought it was a actual pocket knife i mean that was the the deepest i ever got
1: yeah um, I, I i thought for a long time but i realized there's a code in there and i would just like to know and i you know Vinny knows more than he's telling. You know, there's a code that you're supposed to keep quiet on certain things, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, Vinny, yeah,
2: we were talking a little bit earlier. You were- Did anybody see uh, Mickey Mouse? Yeah. Good. Let's talk about Mickey we'll Mouse. We'll talk about Mickey Mouse.
0: <laughs> being raised in, in New York in that time era. I can't help it. No, yeah, no. But being raised in New York in that time era, that was kind of the norm exactly i mean that and so we all kind of have these norms that we have in our life regardless of where we were raised there's a kind of an environmental norm and that's what we're talking about but sometimes that that code runs even deeper than that i know for you the there was someone that came in your life along the way that helped you
2: discover that
0: deeper code for you wasn't there
2: oh yeah uh if we're talking about you know finding god Mm -hmm. uh Well, I think I've said this story many, many times. It was when I lost my wife, and uh, that was the very first time. And I swore upon her soul that I would change my ways. Because I wasn't such a nice fella. I mean, I don't mean towards her. Uh, I just wasn't a nice fella. Uh, And I changed, and I kept my promise. And Robbie knows that because I used to go into his place of business and solicit money for him. And he would, got to the point where he was saying, what are you doing now? I'm building a church. You know, he says, you're doing what? (laughs) And uh, yeah, there was a lot of things. And I, I, I totally dedicated my whole life to God at that time. And that's the first time, but now I'm, Finding him again. And it makes me happy to think about, you know, that he's still in my life. I didn't find him another time. He's reappeared in a big way. And that's what my problem with my eyes mm-hmm. uh, and my wife. Having no idea what we're going to do. And we go to bed at nighttime, just say, well, you know he's up there, uh, you know, in the ceiling, in this room. So just talk to him, and he'll make us feel better. And that's what we do. We talk to God. Sometimes I get a little testy with him. But, you know, I figured he he knows me by now, and he'll take it.
1: You know, what's so cool about that is I listened to it. Today I was visiting with my 103-year-old friend, Miss Beck, at the nursing home. And she said to me, you know, Robbie, sometimes... It's such a privilege to be able to speak to God because when you can't reach anything else, you can always reach heaven. I thought, wow, that's profound for a 103-year-old lady. <laughs> when you can't reach anything else, you can always reach heaven. That's the phenomenal thing, and I see that in Vinny's life, and I've, I see the similarity between the, the Eva Marie Saint character that calls out you know, Marlon Brando and, and Rita calling out Vinny in, in his that- life and finding himself... They're in God. But we have another clip. It's from a movie called The Big Kahuna. And as a salesman all my life, uh, when I heard this clip, I was thinking a lot about some codes that I (laughs) grew up under. So this this clip kind of speaks for itself. Danny DeVito. Another New Yorker. I don't know what's
4: up with that. (laughs) You, too, are an honest man, Bob. I believe that. That somewhere down deep inside of you, is something that strives to be honest. The question that you have to ask yourself is has it touched the whole of my life? What does that mean? That means that you preaching Jesus is no different than Larry or anybody else preaching lubricants. It doesn't matter whether you're selling Jesus or Buddha or civil rights or how to make money in real estate with no money down. That doesn't make you a human being. It makes you a marketing rep. If you want to talk to somebody honestly as a human being, ask him about his kids. Find out what his dreams are. Just to find out for no other reason. Because as soon as you lay your hands on a conversation to steer it, it's not a conversation anymore. It's a pitch. And you're not a human being. You're a marketing rep. Forgive me if I respectfully disagree. We were talking before about character you were asking me about. Character. And we were speaking of faces. But the question is much deeper than that. The question is, do you have any character at all? And if you want my honest opinion, Bob, you do not. For the simple reason that you don't regret anything yet. You're saying I won't have any character unless I do something I regret? No, Bob. I'm saying you've already done plenty of things to regret. You just don't know what they are. It's when you discover them. When you see the folly in something you've done, and you wish that you had it to do over. But you know you can't. Because
1: it's too late. That's uh, I got to tell you that there, there are two gigantic things that, that Danny DeVito brings out in that clip about code that for a salesman, somebody that grew up in the car business and was taught how to say, you know, we had a whole pitch, believe me, <laughs> if anybody understood pitch, I, I knew the pitch. but at some point the difference between what i would consider a real car salesman and a pitchman was that person that actually went from i got to steer this conversation into let me try to understand how i can at the bottom level of this situation try to help this customer and when that made that transition where god took me there i actually through the bible you know that the greatest among you will become the servant of you all when I understood that my job was not to pitch people or to steer them, but really to truly find out how I could serve them, then you actually become what Danny DeVito pointed out there. And then came the second part of what he talked about, the regrets. And how many things are in my life on all sorts of levels that I never thought about those things, those broken places in my life, give me character that if i didn't see those and realized i needed christ in order to get past those I wouldn't, you know I, you, there's no need to have christ if you don't see your regrets and, and so in there is another code for me that there was a place worth dying for and that was christ that when I came to that point in my life where I really understand what regrets were and things that I could not get past, that there would be Christ who drew the line in the sand and said, This is worth dying for. Vinny, Al, Sam.
2: You know, this, this is, uh, wow, this is hitting me. Just this week, you know, you people out there, we talk a lot before we come. And doing the show, and they all know that I'm sort of estranged from my daughter, my youngest daughter, Anna, and she called me up this week, and crying, she's a 57, 58-year-old woman, well, my brothers here, my friends, they have been right all along, I have been stubborn. I listened to her and I was talking to a 10-year-old kid, my Anna. And she said to me, Daddy, please don't die. I don't know what I would do without you. I said, I ain't going nowhere, Zanna, don't worry about it. And after so many years, of being hurtful to each other with words and non doings. God found it in her to say, Daddy, I love you. Please don't die. And I thanked them because I don't want to die. I got a 10 year old daughter to raise. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You know, for you people out there, but these guys over here, my brothers, they're like my children. And we we speak openly and honestly with each other. That's what makes this show so good. It is the masculine journey. And they know mine. So anyway, Robbie, you've been right all along. I got my daughter back and I gotta raise her that's the way I feel
1: and those regrets Anna you could hear it and it was building character in your daughter realizing yeah there's something there that I need to seek Christ for how else do I get past those regrets Sam if I don't have Christ
0: yeah it it's funny that you know whether you think that you're spiritual or not it's hard to find anything that doesn't come right back scripture, if you want to live a life that's about integrity, where are you going to get that that out of? It's going to come from scripture. I mean, all these things that we talk about in life, all these these uh, books that come out that are secular in nature, when you really peel it back, they're really just teaching Christian principles on how to have a code. And so part of the challenge that I give you guys this week, and, and you guys here in the room, is go ask God, what's my code that I really live by? And where are you taking me to that next step in that code with you? That we can walk in a deeper relationship, I can become more like you and become more the man that you made me to be. Thanks for joining us.